Before we get started, I'd like to tell you about our upcoming exciting webinar. In a live event, we're returning with some of our favorite guests from the likes of TikTok, HSBC, and Tata Consultancy Services. This is your opportunity to get involved. Do you have a comment or question about creativity or effectiveness in B2B that you'd like discussed? If so, then join us on Tuesday, the 30th of May at 10 a.m. by registering at trueagency.com slash podcast live. That's trueagency.com slash podcast live. The link is also in the description. Welcome to B2B Needs Don Draper. Brought to you by True. For too long, B2B has lacked creativity and inspiration, leading to alarming declines in effectiveness and marketing departments being slowly devalued more and more within their organizations. We're here to change that by getting under the skin of what it really means to be a highly effective B2B marketer. We'll be speaking to some of the brightest minds in the industry to discuss what they're doing to be a bit more, well, Don Draper. Now to our host, Nathan Anibaba. Joining us today on B2B News Don Draper is Kirsten Coda, the head of marketing Amir at SAP. She is currently playing a leading role in driving the company's transformation towards sustainable B2B marketing with a digital first end-to-end customer journey. Kirsten is also responsible for marketing in 120 countries, runs 25 super diverse teams, which are speaking more than 50 different languages, all joined by the central goal of supporting SAP's bold goal to become the number one enterprise application company driven by the vision to make the world run better and improve people's lives. So Kirsten Coda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nathan, for your very warm welcome and happy to be with you today. Absolute pleasure to have you on the show. First of all, what does being a bit more Don Draper mean to you? To be very honest, I didn't know Don Draper until our first meeting to prep for this podcast today. But I read a lot about him and I think he had an extremely difficult childhood and youth, but then changed identity. And finally, he became a very, very successful and respected, but also a bit moody and field creative director. Um, But he obviously enjoyed the respect of his colleagues and also of the customers. And what I liked most about him, he knows, obviously, to work miracles in the creative development of advertising. And I think working miracles sounds great to me, since um, we are in a huge transformation at SAP, as you might know. I would say it's the biggest transformation in the tech industries. And um, in that moment, topics like working miracles are crucially important. Um, So we want to move from an on-prem company to a cloud company. Um, We have huge impact on all board areas, including marketing. Um, So I would wish to work miracles, especially if it comes to the topic of culture within the company. Um, So we have lots of change, orga structures, reporting lines, operating models, Um, But we all know from our famous friend, Peter Drucker, that culture eats strategy for breakfast. 
And that's why I really would love to work miracles if it comes to culture um, and if it comes to attitude and behavior. Um, and if I had one wish, I would love to have more people around me, as Nadella said, who find the rose petal in all the fields of <laughs> to really turn people who complain into people who fix things, people who drain your energy into people who give energy. And on the other hand, I'm, I'm really blessed because I think we've already come a long way and I have many people around me who already joined me in, in this type of cultural change and mindset. SAP is recognized as one of the most valuable companies in Europe, if not the world. What's the role of marketing at SAP? I would say there's clearly two facets of marketing in SAP. On the one hand side, it's super important for us to really build and showcase our master brand SAP and to really build the reputation and to show the world our purpose, which is make the world run better and improve people's life. So we want to be the trusted partner, the advisor, the supporter of any kind of digital transformation and um, help people to, to run better, help other industries to run better and to make this positioning very clear. What is our superpower? I think there's lots of brand work needed. On the other side, um, we also know next to brand, it's all about demand and supporting sales and supporting growth for the company. So capturing, growing, converting demand is one of the big topics uh, of my area of responsibility. So we are working hand in hand with our sales colleagues to really orchestrate great customer experiences and end-to-end -end customer journeys. Um, starting upper funnel with digital motions, um, then coming down to events, roundtables, big events like Sapphire or SubNow. So it's really about making a great customer journey end to end, because I think we both know how important customer journeys and customer delight is to finally make a deal to sell a product. And I think one example which still stands out um, is we bought a Peloton during the pandemic. And honestly, it's not only a great product, but the customer experience they offered was just great. And I think that's the big role model uh, also for us to offer an end-to-end -end terrific customer experience because if you sell an intangible product, it's even more important um, to deliver a great experience. I totally agree with you. I think there are great examples of consumer brands that are delivering a fantastic customer experience for their customers. And B2B brands are slowly catching up. They're not 100% there, but they're getting there. They're not as far behind as what most people would think. But I think, yeah, there there is an expectation now from all customers that, you know, the experience that I get when I'm using a Peloton or buying a Peloton shouldn't be drastically different to when I'm using my banking app or any other B2B service that I'm using. So yeah, the expectation has raised and those experiences shouldn't be drastically different to one another. Totally agree. And coming from telco, I can can only echo what you just said. Um, people, also the, the, the business buyers, these are private consumers in their private life um, and really offering the very same experience in B2B as in B2C, it's, it's key to be successful. We mentioned at the top of the show that you're responsible for over 120 countries. There are multiple functions that you're 
responsible for communicating and, and, and selling into finance, procurement, HR, sales, go down the list, as well as many different types of senior buyers, all the way from sort of the C-suite to middle and, and junior management. Um, that's a huge amount of complexity to manage. There are so many different stakeholders that need and require different types of content and information. How do you manage that level of complexity? So I think uh, the most important topic uh, in the transformation is really to speak the language of the different target groups, the different stakeholders. Um, since formerly we were heavily engaged, of course, as an ERP on-prem uh, provider with the C-level audience, with decision makers, mainly in IT and finance, because these were the people who decided uh, finally uh, to buy a software or not. But in the meantime, um, we see that the deciders shift, A, because we offer different solutions. It's not only IT and finance. If it's about marketing or procurement, of course, the people in those areas, in those buying centers are involved. And secondly, if it's about cloud, we know that, of course, the people who use the software are finally the ones who push IT or push for a certain software. So we need to tackle those. And this means we have to learn to speak the language, not only of the deciders, but finally of the end users of, of our products um, and really tackling a whole buying center and not only the CEO or the CFO become crucially important for us. So we need to speak the different languages of the buying center, whether it's marketing, whether it's procurement, whether it's HR or finance. But luckily, there are many things in common to those. And this means, A, um, we need to talk about business challenges and not about features and functions, what we love to do so much because we are an engineering company. Um, but we all know it's about solving the business challenges, not about talking about features and functions. Second, we all know we can talk to our customers a lot about the greatness of our products, but references, advocates are so much more important and so much more convincing um, to our customers than if we talk to them. Then it's all about digital and embracing a digital mindset. We know that more than 85% of all the journeys, whether it's marketing, whether it's finance, whether it's procurement, they, they start digitally. So we need to be where the customers are and the prospects are. And uh, that's why um, search and CEO are crucially important for us as a tactic for all the buying centers. And finally, and I think we already touched on this topic, we talk a lot about B2B and B2C and, and expectations of the different uh, deciders. I would say the phase of B2B, B2C is more or less over. A, because of what you just shared, the expectation of the B2B buyers are in the meanwhile re really, really the same. Um, but it's also about the human to human experience. It's about humanizing a brand, especially in the tech area. Um, also, the buyers of tech products are humans uh, and they want us to show up in a human way. That's why the focus on people and the humanize the brand is so important for us. So bringing the conversation back to Don Draper and, and the purpose of the show, how do you build brand in that sort of environment where the complexity is so high and how do you balance the 
need and requirement for building brand while also driving demand at the bottom of the funnel, which is what the organization's lifeblood is um, and requirement is right now. Um, is there a framework that you have in mind for balancing the two? A lot of guests on the show have talked about it not being an either or, that you have to do both at the same time. Um, but is there a relative split that you have in your mind and, and how do you balance the competing priorities? So first I would say there is no easy answer to this question. And this is one of the most difficult decisions you have to take as a marketeer. And whatever you do, I'm sure you will be challenged. So um, you really need to have good reasons and good arguments how you invest your money. Um, and there's no standard recipe how much you should invest into brand and how much you should invest into demand generation. It depends a lot on the situation you are in, the company, uh, the industry, and also the goals you have. Um, as I said, there's no right or wrong. But I think the answer which comes true for everyone, it's a balancing act. You have to invest uh, the money in both um, and I think we also learned that painfully at SAP. Um, if you only do one of the topics, you might be successful short term. But in the long run, you really need to have uh, a, a balance between brand and demand. Um, since the branding side helps you to really establish a reputation, credibility, um, to really position yourself and to show the superpower of your company. Uh, to, deliver the, to deliver the customers the why SAP, for example. It's more the overarching topic. Um, and we also know the customers, they really want to see us sharing our values, our beliefs, our emotions. Uh, if you don't do that, you might lose one of the um, topics why customers might engage with you. On the other side, we all know if it's about short-term wins, we have to help as a marketing organization to drive revenue for the company. Um, and in real life, I would say, if you need to bring short-term wins and savings, of course, you cut short in the area of branding and brand investments. But this is always something you regret soon. So there's... Um, no on-off strategy for branding, I would say. Or if you do that, it's very costly. You might save some money short term, but in the long run, um, your funnel just dries out if you don't do anything on the branding house anymore. Um, so the brand is the long-term oriented investment. Um, and the, the DG, I would say, is the short-term support of sales and the short-term uh, support of, of the revenue. Talk a little bit about the channels you've been using to communicate that message to your target audience. I just wonder whether there are different channels that have been effective for you, depending on the seniority of the audience or the functional area. I'm just interested to understand, you know, which channels have been working for you and, and whether or not you've changed any of those channels over the years, depending on the type of buyer that you're talking to and their seniority level. Um, as I mentioned, since every buying journey, I would say, starts digitally, um, digital becomes more and more important um, because that's where we reach people even before we even know there's an interest. Um, so it's all the organic topics, SEO, which is crucially important, but then also all the targeted motions. 
Um, LinkedIn, you just mentioned, that's also crucially important for us because we know the buyers of software. Um, we don't reach them via TV or we don't reach them via any other ads. Um, the more targeted we can go and digital and social channels offer a huge variety and a huge opportunity to really target them very closely. SAP have got some enormous customers. Is it better in your mind to sell more to existing customers, i.e. increase share of wallet versus uh, win net new accounts and, and logos? And is there an approach that you have that's working more effectively to do either one or the other? I think there's also no easy answer to that question. You know, we are primarily known as a company providing ERP. Um and I would say this is still our crown jewel. And 92% of all the Forbes Global 2000 companies run on SAP. Um, but over the years, our portfolio has grown. Um, today, we can provide much, much more than only ERP, um, as mentioned, from uh, procurement to finance to marketing sales solutions. Um, so for us, to sell to the existing ERP base other solutions to really make them run on SAP end-to-end -end is a crucial topic. That's why cross and upselling um, is imperative to us, I would say. Uh, on the other side, we all know if already 92% of the Forbes Global 2000 companies run on SAP, um, the potential to sell to them uh, will come one day to an end. Uh, that's why it's really important for us also to tell customers outside our customer base um, about the greatness of our portfolio and also to live up to our purpose and make them run better. Um, that's why to really engage with net news, especially in the mid-market um, startups, scale-ups is very important for us to secure the revenues of the future. What springs to mind to you as the most creative piece of work that you've done, either in your career or a piece of work that SAP has done to really capture the heart and mind of your target audience and, and really appeal to that emotional human core of an individual? I think there's many examples of creative work I've done with the teams, but I would refer back to a B2C example when I was in the telco company um, uh, running marketing and during the European finance crisis, it's a couple of years back, there was lots of anxiety in Europe and the willingness to spend on telco products was pretty low. Um, then we sat down with our agency and thought, how could we do a summer campaign to reactivate sales? And um, then we came up with the idea to um, invent a Greek guy um, telling our customers, Costa Faskarnik, so I don't know how does this translate to, uh, into English, uh, but it sounds like Greek, but it's like German Greek, I would say and tells it does not cost a lot. Um, and then it was only planned for a summer campaign, but the success of this campaign was unbelievable. Um, we tripled sales during the summer. Sales pitched for more marketing budget. Um, I never experienced that before, but it felt great. 
Uh, and out of a summer campaign, uh, the campaign lasted for three, four years because of the big success. Um, and I think this clearly also showed me and I learned what marketing impact means uh, and how helpful it, it is to have a close relationship with sales because if they pitch for more money, that's the best what can can happen. Sales appreciating marketing. Uh, that's the first time I've heard that. Kirsten, you must have done a, a great job. That was my vision when I joined SAP. <laughs> so we will be successful if we have sales pitching for more marketing budget. <laughs> What's the best bit of B2B marketing that you've seen? Either a piece of work that you've done or that you just come across yourself. Tell us why it was so impactful and, and what was it about it that, that made it so impressive? I would call out Bosch with the Like a Bosch campaign. And I think this was also an international campaign. It, it lasts for five, six years already, which already shows the, the big success. Uh, and what I like most about this campaign, not only because it's a German-rooted company going multinational in the, in the meanwhile, and the headquarter, by the way, is only a few kilometers away from where I live, um, but what I really liked about the campaign, Bosch and the image of Bosch was quite traditional and I would also say a bit laid back. Um, with this campaign, they on the one hand side really underlined the core values, quality, reliability, innovation, um, but they changed everything from perception to sales. Um because I think with the real life persons um, on social media, many video clips, they really made Bosch tangible. Um, and they really showed how innovative they are in many industries, whether it's automotive, motor, um, mobility, smart home, industry 4.0. Um, and I think that that's really great and shows all the power of communication, especially in times of change. Um, and I think that also refers back to my strong belief that no transformation will be ever successful without a strong communication, whether it's internal or external. Um, this is also one of the, the key leadership principles I have next to clarity and authenticity. Openness and transparency in comms are crucially important to be successful. Um, second, the campaign also clearly shows there's no B2B or B2C category anymore. It is really human to human and people buy from people. Um, people are front and center, not only in the campaign, but also in the change environment we are in. And um, I think it also shows clearly it's not about processes, about Olga. Uh, change is mainly about cultural mindset and finally about perception. And I think that all has been shown by the great campaign of Like a Bosch. Yeah, I love that campaign as well, Like a Bosch. And it just sounds so, so cool, rolls off the tongue, Like a Bosch. <laughs> um, so when that now ends the main broadcast element of the show, we're now going to get into our speed round where I'm going to fire some questions at you. And I want you to respond as quickly as you can from the gut. Are you ready? Of course. <laughs> okay, here we go. Advertising or ABM? Personalized ads. Oh, good answer. Why? Because I think it brings the two topics together. Logic or magic? For me, it's clearly logic because logic makes the magic happen. Brand building or lead gen? 
in this role. <laughs> Uh, how would Don Draper fix the problem in B2B right now? I'm pretty sure that he would go after a new category, which is human to human. There's no B2B and B2C anymore. Uh, if you take a human approach, I think you will win in both areas. And if you could tell all CEOs to read one book, what book would it be and why? I would pick The Heart of the Business from Hubert Julie. Um, because I think the book really shows that true leadership um, starts with people. And if you don't put people front and center and the purpose and connect the purpose of the people with the purpose of the company, you will not be successful or the other way around. Profit is then the natural outcome if you do so. And my final question, Kirsten, what's your favorite Don Draper quote or moment? I would say it's change is neither good nor bad. It simply is. Kirsten Coder, thank you so much for such a fun and insightful chat. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Nathan Anibaba. See you next time on B2B Needs Don Draper. Find out more at trueagency.com slash podcast. Before we get started, I'd like to tell you about our upcoming exciting webinar. In a live event, we're returning with some of our favorite guests from the likes of TikTok, HSBC, and Tata Consultancy Services. This is your opportunity to get involved. Do you have a comment or question about creativity or effectiveness in B2B that you'd like discussed? If so, then join us on Tuesday, the 30th of May at 10 a.m. by registering at trueagency.com slash podcast live. That's trueagency.com slash podcast live. The link is also in the description.